Good evening, and welcome once again to another episode of the Friday Night Parkdale Special. I'm your host, Joyrider, coming to you live from the Dollhouse in downtown Toronto with my feline co-hosts, Chatty G, Silent J, and Floofmaster Toby. And this is episode 141. Hopping back a little bit in time, you might remember at the end of last year, during the first part of our year-end wrap-up, looking at people who had passed away during the year 2022, I mentioned Four Sam D's and their song, Tender Love. And I touched on the fact that it was peripherally related to the Quiet Storm movement. And I said, you know, that strikes me as something that I should add to the scratch pad and probably look into. So I did. And it turned out to be much bigger than just the single episode I had initially imagined it would be. Turns out that it is a very big story, one that is uniquely a Black American experience and is also perfect for Valentine's. So for February, we're going to spend the entire month looking at the history of the Quiet Storm movement. That's right. So what is Quiet Storm? Quiet Storm really starts with Melvin Lindsay who was born on July 8th in 1955. He attended Howard University in Washington, D.C., which is the biggest historically black university in the U.S. And they have a radio station, have had that radio station for a long time, and its call letters are WHUR. And in the 70s, it was a very big source of black news and culture. And it was, I think, in a lot of ways, like what black Twitter was before Elon came along and Eloned it all up. One night back in May of 1976, station manager Kathy Hughes asked Melvin Lindsay to fill in for the evening for a DJ who was sick that night. Melvin wasn't a DJ, he was an intern and a junior at that. But he did it, and people really liked what he did. So Kathy ended up giving him his own slot. And the slot was a success. Within a year, the show had moved from weekends to weeknights and became so much of a cultural phenomenon that people would try to have their dinner and their dishes done at 7 p.m. so that when his show started, they could just chill out and relax to his smooth groove and his soulful vibe. One of the things that really made what he played unique was that he was pulling tunes from a number of different genres, as well as eras. Soul, R&B, classics like Nat King Cole would be right up against Earth, Wind and Fire. And when people talk about Quiet Storm, what they talk about is that it's baby-making music. And when they use that phrase, baby-making music, what they're referring to is really slow jams. And although the term slow jam didn't exist until 1983, slow jams, broadly speaking, generally draw on R&B and soul. And they tend to be down-tempo, kind of sweet, kind of sultry, romantic, songs to get you in the mood for love. 
Melvin was known to remark that it was beautiful black music for beautiful black people. But that being said, Barbara Streisand was known to show up in the mix now and then. As one of his friends commented, what he played was often a reflection of how he was feeling, and if you happened to hear Barbara Streisand's The Way We Were, then chances are he was not in a good place and had broken up with whoever he had been seeing at that time. I think those of us who DJ have all been guilty of using our sets as a means of storytelling now and then. What was it about that moment in time that gave rise to the zeitgeist? Well, during and after World War II, there was a second great migration in the U.S. A number of black people left the southern states in an effort to escape the Jim Crow laws, going from rural farmlands to big cities. While they did find freedom from some of the most obvious oppressions of the southern states, there were unequal job opportunities, particularly for young black women who outnumbered black men of similar ages. Many of these migrants were illiterate and the result of Jim Crow, but in California, post-secondary education was free and had been since 1868. So in California, the children of the Second Great Migration, the oldest part of the boomer generation, took advantage of the opportunity and studied hard. This is where the Black Panther Party began, in Oakland in the 1960s with Huey Newton and Bobby Seale and their friends. These young, educated black kids saw the injustice around them, took the ideas and the ideals that they had learned, and developed a philosophy that became a movement that was considered by J. Edgar Hoover to be the greatest threat to the internal security of the U.S. of that time, largely because it was effective and inclusive. And these young men and women, some still just teenagers, understood that borders were irrelevant, merely constructs drawn up by the rich that represented imperialism and colonialism, and that there was no quote-unquote other. The people fighting against oppression in Vietnam were fighting the same enemy as those in the United States. Capitalism. Capitalism can only thrive in a system where people are divided and pitted against one another. If we're working together, thinking of ourselves as part of a community that benefits from mutual aid and social justice, then we're not stepping on one another to reach that capitalist ideal of success, that always moving goalpost of unattainable perfection and fighting for the crumbs left behind by the ruling class. They realized that racism is a byproduct of capitalism. Racism is the wedge of capitalism, splitting people from people. This was all happening around the peak of the Cold War, not long after McCarthyism and the Red Scare, so anything that was anti-capitalist was seen as potentially communist and had to be scrubbed from existence. The civil rights movement was inherently black, but the Black Panther Party, being anti-capitalist, felt that black power for black people was only one part of the equation. One of their rallying cries was, all power to all people. The Panthers were able to work across color lines, especially through initiatives like their breakfast programs and coordinating efforts for labor organization. And their work threatened to remove the wedge of racism. 
So, as with many leaders that the U.S. found threatening, Fred Hampton was assassinated. Though Hampton wasn't the founder or head of the Black Panther Party, he had a magnetic presence and was a charismatic speaker, much like Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X, and his murder at the end of 1969 knocked much of the wind out of the Panther Party. They kept going, with DC establishing its own Panther chapter in 1970. But the movement lost momentum, and a number of black people who had already disagreed with the radical approach of the Panthers felt that Hampton's assassination only reinforced that it was better to work for change from within the system, that black capitalism could win against white capitalism. It was on this foundation that a black middle class developed across the United States, and DC's black population went from about 40% to 70% in a matter of a decade. College enrollments also exploded, doubling nationwide between 1960 and 1970, and that increase would have been seen at Howard University as well. Howard University, just to add a little more context, was established after the Civil War and named for a union officer who had headed up what was called the Freedmen's Bureau, a department that aimed to provide medical care, training, and education for formerly enslaved black people. While the university is open to students of all races, its mandate is to support advanced studies for black people, and it boasts the leading research library on black American history. By 1976, 11 years after the assassination of Malcolm X, eight years after the assassination of Martin Luther King and the establishment of the Fair Housing Act, and seven years after the assassination of Fred Hampton, the upheaval of the 1960s must have felt like a distant memory. 1976 was also the year of the American Bicentennial, so there was this broadly felt excitement and even a measure of optimism across color lines. It was a moment in time where it's hard not to imagine that the predominating sentiment would have been anything but, whew, we made it. Maybe we can just relax and enjoy living for a while. And so here's Melvin Lindsay, this young man who grew up seeing all this change and upheaval around him, and he's attending Howard University, one of the most prestigious historically black universities in the country, no doubt full of the kind of optimism one can only have when they're 21. And the mood of Lindsay's selections for the Quiet Storm program were a reflection of that. The music he chose was aspirational, indulgent, sensuous, relaxed, sophisticated. There was an element of escapism and fantasy in it. And even if you didn't need to escape necessarily, it was a way to carve out time to just be. And to give a little further context on why a radio program would end up having such a large cultural impact, Remember, in the late 70s and even into the late 80s, there weren't a lot of TV channels. When I was a kid, if you had more than 20 channels, you were in a well-off household. And while Black Entertainment Television, or BET, began in 1980, it wasn't a TV channel until 1983. So having an entertainment space that celebrated Blackness was beyond rare. This is why Quiet Storm is a uniquely black story and why the underpinnings of how it came to be are so important to understanding and appreciating the movement as something beyond just baby making music. It is that, 
But it's so much more than that. And to dismiss it as merely being baby-making music is reductive at best. And while Lindsay may have played white musicians as well as black, they were chosen with a black sensibility shaped by the experiences that only a black person of that time and in that place could have had. Because this is a story that spans decades, the story will also span episodes. So we'll put a pin in that narrative for now. And for our first glimpse of Quiet Storm, I'm going to do my best to play it the way Melvin did, with few interruptions to let the songs tell the story. He would start the show the same way every night with Smokey Robinson's 1975 song Quiet Storm from the album of the same name. So on this bitterly cold February evening, cuddle up close to the one you love, whether human or animal companion, and if you're by yourself, know that you're not alone. I'm here with you and you are loved, and we are going to warm up together with these sweet soul grooves. Welcome to the Friday Night Parkdale Special's tribute to Melvin Lindsay's Quiet Storm. This is Smokey Robinson to get us started.
Sometimes that storm gets a little rough. Up next from 1972, this is Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and their song, If You Don't Know Me By Now. Bye. 
Now we all got our own funny moves. Now I've got mine. Woman, you know you got yours too. Just trust in me like I trust in you. As long as we've been together, that should be so easy to do. from Ruby Winters from 1978. This is For the Good Times. Don't look so sad I know it's over But life goes on And this old world will keep on turning let's just be glad we had some time to spend together there's no need to watch the bridges that we're burning lay your head All your warm and tender body close to mine. Hear the whisper of the raindrops blowing so. Lay your head 
According to Brooke Benton, it's a rainy night in Georgia. Hovering by my suitcase, trying to find a warm place to spend the night. Take my guitar to pass some time 
late at night when it's hard to rest I hold your picture to my chest Then I feel fine But it's a rainy night in Georgia Baby, it's a rainy night in Georgia Lord, I believe it's raining all over the world I feel like it's raining all over the world Raining, raining, raining The problem with love, at least according to the spinners, is that love don't love nobody.
Friends of Distinction would like you to know that love will have you going in circles.
text from Aretha Franklin. This is Until You Come Back to Me, That's What I'm Gonna Do. that sometimes both parties will miss each other and neither will know from the OJs. This came out in 1978 and this is called Brandy, I Really Miss You.
Sitting by the open fireplace in my favorite dungarees. Played a few bars of a melody and it sounded sweet to me. I thought I'd get up and take a look around, but my feet got in the way. Stumbled to the floor, she was right in the door. I could see her face. But how could it be? She ran away from me. My best friend's gone. I'm so all alone. I kind of miss you, Brandy. I'm so all alone. When are you coming back home? I really miss you, Brandy. Missing you every day. Are you coming home to stay? Cause I love you, Brandy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sipping on a cherry soda pop. Building houses made of sand. Like a little child with a fantasy. Just a fraction of a man. But I was in love when they put her down. On my doorstep in the rain. I could feel the love coming to my heart through my window pane. But how could I know she would just up and go? My best friend gone. I'm so all alone. I really miss you, Brandy. I'm so all alone. When are you coming back home? I really miss you, Brandy. Missing you every day. Are you coming home to stay? that he's got so much to give.
sometimes we feel inside of us that that everything we have is only here for today. But every now and then, two people get lucky and find that certain thing that makes them wanna just keep it, just keep it that way. I don't want you to feel that you have to go through these changes, baby. No way. I know that our love is different. Our lives will be different. Trust me, baby. Trust me. Certain thing 
a certain feeling that lets two people express themselves as they feel. Let your love flow inside of you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Sometimes, as the temptations would let you know, thinking that it's going to come together is just imagination. Just my imagination 
When it comes to love, you've got to be direct. You want to know what's up with me? Ask me. Don't ask my neighbors.
say it takes a village, but really it's all about communication. From Eddie Holman, this is Hey There, Lonely Girl. Communication. It isn't really so hard when a man loves a woman. This is Percy Sledge. If she and bad, he can't see it 
We got one from Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway. This is called The Closer I Get to You.
Closer you get, the less love will let you wait. This is Major Harris. Love won't let me wait. Not one more minute, baby. 
What is it you're so impatient for? What is it you can't wait to do? Rose Royce knows. I want to get next to you. So fine, and girl, you 
places you might wanna go. Still, I wanna get next to you. Wind and Fire want to take you on a love's holiday.
Next up, Billy Paul would like to tell you a little story about he and Mrs. Jones. Sing 
And when you got a thing going on, you gotta get it on. This is Marvin Gaye. Hey. 
so good. This is Peaches and Herb.
thing feels better than being reunited and that's when somebody loves you back. This is Teddy Pendergrass. Keep on lifting, lifting me higher 
Somebody that you can share your whole life with. Somebody that you don't mind talking to. Somebody that you don't mind going down the middle of the road with. I know a lot of guys today, they wish they had somebody just like you. I don't know when the last time that I told you, but girl, you make me so very happy. And a love like that is a very sweet thing indeed. This is Rufus and Shaka Khan. Don't you? 
love just isn't a sweet thing. It's a supernatural thing. And this is Benny King. to it and you want to say let's stay together this is Al Green
Next we got one from Eddie Floyd and this is for his California Girl. As I stand here this evening, looking out over the metropolis of Los Angeles, California, I can't help but think about the young lady that I met here. And so I wrote a song and I call it my California girl. California girl, you're living in a different world. Let the sun shine in right here where my love begins. Oh, I won't ever hurt you. California girl You're living by the sand and sea And it means every little thing now Now that you belong to me Oh, I'm gonna make you happy California girl California 
together and this one is by the Dells.
Our last song for the night comes to us from Stevie Wonder. And if it's always, then I believe when I fall in love, it will be forever. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's our show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to have you share some of your week with me. If you'd like to support the show, go to the FNPS.com. All the social media links are at the top of the page, including my coffee link and the show's Patreon link. Patrons get access to my scratch pad as well as early notice of bonus shows, some fun merch, and access to the show's calendar. Whether short-term or long-term support, your coins help me pay for hosting, streaming, and new tunes to keep the show both on the air and fresh. There's also a suggestion box on the website, so if you have show ideas, drop them in there. I look forward to hearing them. As always, be well and stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Good night.